0: Tell me the facts. The more constrained I am, the more creative I can be.
1: In this podcast, we'll talk about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show.
2: Today, I'm excited to introduce our listeners to copywriter and creative brand builder, Sarah Wyszynski. Sarah has named high-tech companies and brands of ice cream, written ads for banks, taglines for software, and website for MIT. She's hopped baby bathtubs and legal insurance, created positioning statements for a paper company and a periodontist. She's also the author of a new book, Unflubify Your Writing, a book about fun ways to remember tricky spelling, punctuation, and grammar rules, which we desperately need. Um, I met her on Twitter. I love her daily uh, Twitter and LinkedIn posts and I'm sure you will too. So Sarah, welcome to the shit show. Happy to be here. Thank yeah, you. Love it. Okay, listen, you have the most fun resume. You are like the most fun person <laughs> to dive deeper into. You I, su- I, second a,
3: I second that. I second
2: un- that. unbelievable the amount of fun like ways that you have found to make job descriptions, I might hire you to make my job descriptions sound more interesting.
0: Well, thank you. I actually don't really use a resume anymore. I don't know if you saw, I have a thing that's entitled resume (laughs) schmezume, And I just threw it all out the window and I just, it it starts off with, you want to know if I can write well. Oh, I love that. You can find it on my website, but I just, uh, resumes seem pretty formulaic. Yeah,
2: I guess when I say resume, I mean your LinkedIn resume. I, you know, modern <laughs> times resume. <laughs> hey, of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it is. I saw that you started your career in stand up. You're the second stand up comedian we've had on this show.
0: Yes, I started trying stand up, and I say trying. You just practice, practice, practice. But I started um, in my last year of college, and um, I kept doing it for several years after I graduated from college. But then eventually my day job got too good.
3: Okay, wait a second. Is this a polite way for you saying that you weren't very funny?
0: No, I, I'm not going to say that I wasn't funny. <laughs> um, but I, I also know that if you really want to be a stand-up comedian, you're lucky if you're seeing success in year 10. It really, it wow. really requires a lot of stick-to-itiveness and self-deprivation. <laughs> and right, you seem... got to eat, right? Yeah, it yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. it's a
3: grind. Like, you have to love it.
0: It's. It, I did love it. I really did. Unfortunately, I've been given 24 hours in a day, and I, I just, you know, I fell in love with a guy and got married and got had a great Aww. job, and I just, uh, something had to give. So it did. Seems like oh, a no-brainer at that point.
1: Is it something that you would go back
0: to? Oh, it's such a good question. I continue to listen to stand-up comedy shop talk podcasts where I keep fantasizing or imagining the, the road less traveled and sort of think about what if, what if, what if. I believe I'm happy I didn't go that way. It is as I said, just extremely difficult. The chances of having a sustainable trajectory of success are are not great. Is it something that you can do as a part-time seasonal thing? I, I wonder about that too, because there are opportunities in my town to do open mic nights type of stuff. Mm -hmm. The thing thing is, though, really, you've got to keep doing it. I, I guess that's the truth with anything, but...
1: Oh, yeah, you have to hone it.
0: You really do. You have to, and you have to try it in front of a live audience, and you have to see what works, and you have to develop improvements, and you have to everything that seems extemporaneous when you watch a comedian has been crafted so carefully for so long. And I just um, am not willing to give up that much of my life to do it. So but you have to be
2: a good writer to be a comedian. I'm sure. I mean, the cut, I mean, that content has to come from somewhere. So it, it's kind of a natural gravitation. And plus if you're looking at writing ads or, attention-grabbing things. I mean, you kind of have to be a little bit of edgy and, you know, a little bit humorous at times to get people's attention.
0: There's definite overlap in the, in the two. Yeah.
2: Justin, Justin and I still have to um, own our skills a little bit. Terry,
0: Crespicio was trying to get us to to do stand up, and I don't think oh, you pulled the I recommend heavy. it. I recommend it, though. It's you know what? If you can do it, you can do anything. I feel like standing up. There's no one to blame. Some people try to blame the audience, but really, you know, you, you've written your own work. You've, you know, written your own stuff. You're doing your own acting. You're, uh, rea- it's, it's really. Uh, Sir, I think
3: that, I think the challenge is Jamie and I think we're hilarious. <laughs> we might only be hilarious to ourselves. <laughs> so we're like, it was that reality. That like, we that's, that's our I cannot reality. imagine
1: either one of them as stand-up comedians. <laughs>
3: Oh don't my gosh, listen. Sharon, it would be amazing.
1: Don't listen.
0: You should try it.
1: Yeah, it's I don't, really, yeah, I don't listen to
3: Sarah. either of them, especially Vaughn. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about your book. I love the name, Unflubbify. Um, I'd love to hear how you came up with that. And just like, what was the, uh, I have a couple questions for you, but what, what was the, you know, sort of the the impetus, the creative magic that came to create that book?
0: It kind of had to be written because... When I started freelancing in 2016, full-time, I knew that LinkedIn held the greatest concentration of potential clients for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what do I have to offer that group that they would appreciate and where I could show off my writing abilities? What could I sink my teeth into that would be valuable? Well writing is what i could write about right i you know i i that's what i know i know you know punctuation and i know mistakes that a lot of people make and um, i know pitfalls and all of this so i started creating these little 1080 by 1080 pixel lessons and i mentioned that because that Truly affected the way I wrote them. I only had so much room. I had to make them pithy. Love
2: it. So
0: I also decided when I went freelance, I'm going to learn Adobe Illustrator. I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn Adobe Suite because I want to, I want to, I want to get to do the stuff that designers get to do. Also, oh, you so, doing
2: all of those illustrations and
1: things?
0: Not the ones in my book, but the okay. ones, but the ones, the ones that on I, your daily. Yes, yes, all of that. So wow, respect. Oh, well, thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah rudimentary. Fun. But um, so I would create these lessons and um, and then people started making requests and they would say, you know, have you ever noticed these words are really easy to confuse? And I kept a track of all of these requests. And the list got longer and longer. And I kept doing more and more. And then people would say, have you ever done this lesson? And I would say, why? Yes, I have. And I would look it up and I would share it. But that kept happening more and more where I'm you know, doling out (laughs) lessons from the library. And at a certain point, I thought, I need an index. This just, I need to compile these things and put an index at the back. And that That's when the idea for the book happened.
3: What are the top one or two flubs that drive you crazy? And then what are the top one or two that you struggle with, even though you, you work on it?
0: Well, I can answer that last question right now, because the lesson I posted today was one I just had to look up. And it is beside or besides. Is it beside the point or besides the point? And all of, you know, so I actually can't, even talk about that topic right now because I I would like to have it in front of me to refer to. I was just ask
3: you which one is it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, b- beside, uh, let's put a pin in that, shall we? Because I want to finish. Okay. I want to finish answering your question. <laughs> on the spot.
2: So, like, no, that's it okay.
0: It. It's okay. I I should be able to do that. But the one I think the most common ones are. The word every day as a solid word, all one word, and two words, every day. And I'm telling you, people get it wrong more than they get it right. And I am happy to explain that if you want me to.
4: Yes.
3: Because this is what, this <laughs> is what the book is about. I know I'm making that mistake. You are, are unflubbifying flubs. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: and, and I will just say as a preface to this, this may not be true in two years. Our language does change things that appall some people are acceptable. So th- that is the nature of our language. But it never hurts to be more right, <laughs> you know, a little bit more right. So I'm going to just tell you what is correct today and will be more right tomorrow. The solid word every day is an adjective. And so you would talk about every day. One word, everyday shoes, or everyday dishes, or everyday conversation. When you're talking about your yogurt shop and that you're open from nine to nine every day, that is two words. So unless, here's what I, here's my trick that I tell people, stick the word single in the middle. If you can say every single day, then you need to have oh. every day be two words.
4: See, that's a good
3: trick. We okay, are all, learning I think, some
0: shit today. Yeah, this
3: is <laughs> I, I think I need a bad phone that I can just pick it up and be like, Sarah, which one?
0: <laughs> yeah, get my
3: book. <laughs> okay, so, I have one for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. This is one that always makes me squirm. Flush it out or flesh oh, it out.
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked about that. It's flesh it out. You can say flush it out for things like this. You flush out your pipes. Uh, you flush out bad people from your organization you might flush them out you might flush a toilet right but fleshing out an idea is putting skin on its bones right you're you're giving substance to it so you it's a gross word flesh but it's the right word that's why i don't like typing it i think so i
2: have like i like correct myself (laughs) thinking that can't be right that's gross you know but
0: Yeah. Is flushing I know. better? I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing, is flushes? yeah. Anyway, people get that wrong a lot too.
2: I don't like um I I think I talked about this the other day on Twitter, but when people say could of instead of could have or oh, yes. would of instead of would have, it drives me when people say would have, I would have done that and it's like OF instead of yep. have. It it I don't know, it like incenses me. I I might want to be the grammar police. For only that it's,
0: on Twitter. It's very common. Um, that's in the book someplace. But, oh. and you you can understand why it happens when we say it. That's what it sounds like. And so you might assume it's an idiom, but no, it is would have or would apostrophe V-E. Yeah. and yeah,
1: so good. Recently, you had stationary on Twitter as a sample. And that was a great one because I'm always like, oh, I want it to be. A-R-Y, but I know it's not right when I'm talking about letterhead and stuff, but it's still how I want it to be. And it's like, when I saw
0: that you posted that, I was like,
1: this is perfect.
0: Um, If it helps you, the lesson that I shared actually is a little different from the book. In my social media explanation of that, I include something from the 19th century, a little letterhead from a stationer publication so if you think Mm -hmm. of the word stationer a stationer er is someone Mm. who deals with stationery and so that's i would kind of burn that in my mind um and then there's some other tricks in that lesson right i will say someone for whom i used to work who i really like um once pitched i love the disclaimer i'm
2: sorry well (laughs) who i really like
0: he wanted to pitch Cranes, the you know the pe peop- the people who make the beautiful paper.
2: I'm very mm-hmm. familiar, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he wrote them a letter about why our ad agency would be a perfect match for them. Mm-hmm. And the letter was a full page long. And after he sent it, I looked at it and I realized that he had spelled stationary incorrectly. In every instance. Wow. So, yeah. That's where
2: somebody just needed to
0: have you glance it over.
1: Might have been good. Might have been good. Always a good editor, right? Jeez. Oh, my gosh. How annoying. It's those type of instances that make you remember the correct way of doing things. Because many, many years ago, I don't know, a hundred years ago, (laughs) Um, there was a piece that I did for a really small client. I spelled in the headline. It was something, your something. I laid it out and everything. I didn't do the apostrophe. I didn't spell it right. It went to print. They didn't catch it. Luckily it was really something small, but they had a client that went crazy on them over it. Ooh. And it was like, oops, never do that again. <laughs> and I, like I said, it was probably one of the first jobs in my freelance career 30 years ago. And I've never done it wrong since. So that's,
4: it's usually that's a learning experience. Silver lining. <laughs> I first saw your post on Instagram, um, just browsing one night. And so I went back to your, to your feed and just read all the tips. And then I saw the, the one that locked in for me was the then or then. Oh yes. My, my mom like forever is correct to me. Every time I email her and I say it the wrong way, it shows then means that like, I, I have to have your rule up in my office and I was trying to find it. I think I hit it by accident and. And now I always I always screw that up that and um, I really like Grammarly, but and it's it has helped me to write. But I'm always putting commas uh, when I don't need them or I miss them when I do need them. So I was just curious if you had some kind of memory game for that when I'm trying to figure out if I need a comma or not.
0: Commas are very vexing and difficult. And on top of that, there's a little bit of wiggle room. There's a little bit of a style thing where with an introductory word, some folks might put a comma and some folks might not. I have just a ton of resources. You can see behind me, I use the Chicago Manual of Style. I have a member, you know, a subscription there. Um, I have one editor, one copy editor that I lean on a lot when I find myself on the verge of tears and wringing my hands. What can I tell you about commas? I suppose the most important thing is to avoid a comma splice, which is a mistake I see all the time. And that is when two complete sentences are separated by nothing but a comma. Sometimes it's cool when you say, um, if you remember this from what the Aeneid, I came, I saw, I conquered. Mm-hmm. Um, that those are commas. That's that's you're leaning into style there. But typically, you'll see, for example, maybe um, the meeting will begin shortly, comma log in below, something like that. Mm-hmm. Those are those are two sentences. I would just put a period in between, just a, a little comma. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be holding independent sentences together. So, what about
1: the comma before before an and at the end of? The oh,
0: sentence? oh, let me talk about that. That yeah, that's a there good are t-shirts. One. That's there like... are t-shirts dedicated to that. There are comic strips. There are mugs you can find. That is what we call either the serial comma or the Oxford comma. Um, there are those who might have a tattoo like this, you will rest the Oxford comma from my cold comma, dead comma, like, you know, um, <laughs> uh, stiff and stiff hands, you know, whatever. There are people who get real passionate about it. I have a strong feeling about it too. <laughs> I am pro Oxford comma pro serial comma because there's just no reason not to include it. It it adds clarity, and clarity is what you want above all things. We're not dealing with an ink shortage or a column constraint like we did back in the day for print, where you might that might be the Primit. incentive. Now we can spare some pixels, right? Why not let people know that it's a series? It, it helps, I think, with reading. I just... I way, way, way prefer it. I have one dear client who doesn't use it. And so I have to accommodate her and I have to go through and strip it out of all my writing, but I'm pro serial comma. Why not live it up? It's like people who, who insist, and I hope none of you is this person, but the two spaces after the period, no. because that was, oh, implemented, no. you know, back in the day. And they say, well, it, all you're doing is making your designer have to strip it out, strip out that extra space. Right. Why are you doing no, look, that?
2: Look, when I was in high school though, and I had to take an elective my senior year and I ended up with uh, like typing or something. As yeah. I, yeah. There was typing class so and different. I was like, Oh my God. And there's like 20 of us in this class and we're all, I mean, I would dream about typing. I would type words as I was speaking in my head because you're just like constantly typing. But, um, that's how they taught us was the two spaces after the period. So, I mean, it took me a while when I got into, you know, professional setting to be like, Oh, this, nobody likes, you know, like it would just be yeah. stricken.
4: <laughs> so well, just modern, just modern typography and fonts resolved that they, they, it, it was basically right. monospace type on a Selectric. So they had yeah. to add that to put the gap in. My wife still, when she writes stuff for me, still puts two spaces And I explained it to her, but she refuses to change. So I'm still... I I just dealt with that today with a client. Yeah, I got copywriting today for a project and it's double-spaced everywhere. So I'm going in and taking out that extra space.
1: All I got to say is thank God for find and replace.
3: I'm into that.
1: I am grammarly. I mean,
2: I'm sorry. I don't like every tip, but I do love having a a little person sitting on my shoulder helping me write better.
0: But you have to remember that Grammarly's out to get you too. You have to, you can never be lulled into security. Oh, no, no. They mess up my writing so often. Like, I'm like, God,
2: why does this sound like I live in a completely different time period? It sounds like so formal all of a sudden and I'm like, nobody's going to believe it's going to look, it looks like AI wrote it.
4: True. I'm always surprised when Grammarly says, looks fine. I'm like, really? Are you sure? I don't, I don't trust myself. <laughs> you know? So I had said this early, I think, is before we were recording about Schoolhouse Rock. And when I first saw your post on Instagram, it reminded me of all those those little jingles they came up with, and it made me realize that I kind of got screwed over growing up because the English teacher, when I was in grade school, would, would taught us the I before E, except after C. Oof. She never did the other part that I found out only after becoming an adult and somebody, well, didn't she get the other part? And I go, what other part? And <laughs> the girl said, or when sounding like A as a neighbor in way. And I go, she didn't tell us that. That's I've like, never so, heard that before. Yeah. I've so never heard
0: that. I, 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 but the thing is, is that isn't foolproof either. I think that whole rhyme, that whole rule, should be ignored. How about the word weird? How about the word yeah. uh, heifer? How about the word? Yeah. So it's so difficult, um, and th- that's where Grammarly would be helpful. I think a well, good spell check will help you there.
4: English isn't isn't really easy. I saw. I don't know if the guy's a comedian or what he does for a living, but he plays both parts in these little reels he does where. He's trying to teach somebody English, and it's just hilarious because, so how would you say this word? And then the guy does it wrong. He goes, no, it's this. And he's going, what? What the hell? That doesn't make any sense. And, and it got me laughing, but then I, w- I, was, I was thinking about it. And, you know, there's a lot of other languages in the world where they use the same word, but based off of context, it means something different. A lot of Greek words are that way. And it's like, I I just wondered why, at what point did they decide, ah, let's just create another word. And I don't know, I kind of wish like then and then, like, why can't it be just one word and it just applies (laughs) to both depending on whatever you're saying? (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> iglu- well life I is like, not... you just streamline this language? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they tried to do that with Esperanto. They tried to make a, a logical language. I don't know if you even know what that is, but it was supposed no, to be, uh, a, you know... Oh, it, it was a well-intentioned endeavor to make a language that all nations would use and that would have logical hmm. rules. and. Hmm. Um, but the, this... It, it's out of our hands, guys. It's being created as we use it. It will be different in, in a year. It, it changes all the time. So it's interesting. What's, you know, your, world history. what's
4: your favorite slang word?
0: Ooh, slang word. Frenemy is pretty smart. Gee whiz. How about you? Do you have a favorite slang word?
4: Yeah. I, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah. Years that ago, when I was watching, I was watching the movie, The Fugitive, and one of the cops in the movie, he's looking at the evidence and he just says something like, eh, that's hinky. And he goes, oh, yeah. And and Tommy Lee Jones looks at him and he goes, it's what? And he said, hinky. <laughs> he's going, what does that mean? And I, I've always loved that word. And so I use it whenever, whenever the, you know the situation comes up but either that word or wonky those are two words just wonky to, is great yeah um
0: i have a list i have a lot of lists of words and maybe you've heard me say this before but i do have a list of words that i love i've so many of them actually but i don't know if these are uh slang is the thing <laughs> i just make up my so, own words well
4: well that's that's an interesting habit so you you keep you keep a word list of words that you like, then.
0: Yes, yeah. I have about I have about fifteen of them. Some of them are um, words that I think are awful. Some of them are words that I know I'll never be able to use, but they're. Um... Well, Vaughn, you'll appreciate. Here's a what I I hope you didn't come up with this name, and I. <laughs> but this is relevant. <laughs> this is relevant to your um, career. I don't like the name Behance. Is that the name of the the platform yeah. for. Sh- yeah. I don't like yeah. that word. I don't like that word. It, it it wants to be Beyonce. I know they got it probably from enhance. I just. Anyway, that's on my. That's at the top of my list called terrible words. What about the word moist? So I think of it. <laughs> I don't hate that word the way most Ugh. people have come to, but here's the thing. Have you ever had to do copywriting about chocolate cake? I have. No, okay.
2: but I I get, I understand. I don't know <laughs> why it just like grosses me out. Just saying it is just, it's, it's <laughs> so <laughs> distracting. You're a
1: proper Southern
0: girl.
3: Well, I tell you what, the, we were having a discussion the other day, actually about slang words and weird words. And so one of my slang ones, I love, Caddy wampus. Oh, sure. And, that's a good one. And a word that um I never really I thought about, but it's gross word. is a discharge.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a gross word. That that's pretty gross. gross. But you know what? You get discharged from the hospital, and that's terrible, right?
3: <laughs> They're
1: just yeah. like, get yeah. out. Visually,
0: it's just not a good
1: word.
3: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> now, what about the word bespoke? That is that's showing up everywhere right now. I don't
0: like it. I don't like it. And I'm sorry for all those of you that. who have incorporated it into a tagline <clears throat> or I, I don't like it. That, that's actually, that's number two. That's right under oh. Behance or whatever. Uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have, I have co- crazy. You want, you want a few other terrible words just to yes. get, <laughs> okay please there's a game that you play in the south uh cornhole oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i don't like it
4: that um, name's always bugged me too
0: <laughs> yeah i mean um, it means
2: you know what it i mean it's, yeah
0: yeah some of these are too disgusting for me to even share here the word diphthong Whoa, um, what? diphthong it's, That's it's actually a word yeah, it is. It, it's uh, it's when t- two letters make a sound together. Oh. Um, yeah. Anyway,
1: there's
3: a lot of jokes there, but anyways,
0: it's, I've heard of dipstick. Huh. But I,
1: I yeah, am yeah. addicted to playing words with friends. So oh, me too. I love I love it. I just was They're able to play tsunami yesterday, and it made me Ooh. so happy.
0: That means you're good. That's. That's impressive I'm competitive <laughs> all right I'm Sarah Rusinski on words with friends for anyone who wants to play and I'm also Sarah okay. Rusinski on on Duolingo if anybody wants to follow one another we will okay, connect. keep going with your list of terrible words oh I'm uh, now I've skipped over to good words oh good words okay yeah yes. I don't have to no let's okay do it. I like rhapsodize defamatory mm. obstreperous pejorative anyway, I love scamp. Pejorative. What was the what was obstreperous? What is that? Oh, obstreperous. What's like, that mean?
4: How do you spell that? I'm adding that.
0: <laughs> I, I want to give you a good definition. Hold on, Vaughn, you're
3: starting of- your list right now, aren't you?
4: No, look at the link. I got a I'm bunch, thinking about it. I've been doing this for years. I like this. Okay,
2: stuff. look, if you're listening to the show and you start a list, you have to share it with
0: us. <laughs> okay. so obstreperous is noisy and difficult to control i just looked oh, it's it up me
2: it's so- <laughs> it? Ooh,
0: that's jamie <laughs> i am obstreperous how did you, you
4: spell that
0: ob and then strep as in strep infection and then erous
4: that's a great word i like the word curmudgeon it's a good oh one. i did
0: too
1: <sighs>
4: yeah are that's you just a looking up words now no, that I was looking through my list. That's one of them I had on there.
0: That's because he can be a curmudgeon. Shut up. You know what else I like speaking of <laughs> speaking of you and design and so on is I like words that look good. So, um you can't beat the word have fun with this one, Vaughn. You could design mumu. It's oh, it, yeah. it's m u u. M u u. It's beautiful if you with the right font
3: like
4: the garment, a moo mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Just... My my wife said that the reason I picked to name my daughter Ava is because I wanted a palindrome and I wanted it to be perfectly balanced.
0: It's perfect.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's not perfect. too
3: far from the truth.
1: You <laughs> I, had to pick I, that one. I love that. It's great. I lo- I
2: love playing words. Like I make up words all the time. We make up words at our house all the time. I say we say like the dumbest stuff. We make up songs and words and all kinds of things here. Do you do that? Sounds fun. Probably. You guys not... do that? Do you guys?
3: Oh yeah. No.
2: Just see, it's just me and <laughs> Justin always. <laughs> yeah.
3: we're the most hilarious, obviously. <laughs> so Sarah, I have a question. So when you when you work with clients, I'm, I don't want to assume that this is consistent in all creative spaces, but I bet you um, it may be. There's times where, you know, we'll present an idea and we know it's really strong and it's solid in every way, shape, or form. And they either um, disagree for reasons their own um, or really have something else in mind that they keep pushing. um, And, you know, it's the art of the sale. Is it fair to say it's the same when you're crafting headlines and copy? And if so, can you share with us one of... A, a challenging example, perhaps, of that happening.
0: You're asking whether I ever have clients who don't think what I've done is working. Is right? That what you're? Yeah. I don't want to brag, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm better. than But you. well, no, 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 no. I no, but I've just. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I have excellent clients who I have to say, I've had very, very good luck in recent years. Uh, I haven't found myself frustrated, um, which isn't to say that's never happened. And I want to answer your question. I, you asked me, what do I do about it? Um, <laughs> I, I will say that since this is the creative shit show, I think the worst scenario and one that everyone should avoid is when you have a large group of approvers.
2: Oh, it it has
0: to... Amen. Before you ever even show your stuff, you should say, I want you all to decide who among you is going to make the decision. Because mm-hmm. the very worst situation, and I hope no one ever finds themselves in this situation, is a Google Doc where oh. everyone is... <laughs> Putting their two cents worth in, which it's the uh, it's the equivalent of a meeting where everyone thinks they have to articulate their opinion to earn their salary or to demonstrate their worth. Um, that's a disaster. So I haven't had that happen in years and years and years, and I would not let it happen again. I don't think I think I would say... you have a
2: process in place now you think where you're kind of being mm. more clear about the outcome and the desire you know if, if you work with me it's we're going to work kind of you're
0: controlling it maybe
2: a little bit for lack of I'd a better li- I'd word I'd like to
0: say that I'd like to say I have a really standardized system where I you know everything is trademarked and you have to follow my steps and I don't I can't I, truthfully I have not done that um so I'm trying I'm trying to be truthful but um I just haven't had that, that scenario I just described happened 6 years ago I d- and I just feel like if I knew there was going to be a large group of people I I'd, I'd require them to consolidate and have one voice.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the request I have is it, you know I don't mind if you you know, if you have a bunch of people who want to approve it, but can someone internally manage that before it gets yeah. over here? You know, because yeah. it just, you'll find, you know, especially sometimes in corporate culture, people will correct corrections. And then as it goes <sighs> through the chain, it's like, you're like, you're the one who put that in. Why are you taking yeah, yeah. it back out? And then the next yeah. person will put it back in. And you're like, <laughs> I I can't play Mm-mm. whatever, telephone, I guess, with this right. document. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Make this is where go with it,
4: right? This is where I wish some older words that you never hear anybody used anymore used like um if you're dealing with a committee that's the worst possible scenario but it's because they're full of rapscallions. I like that <laughs> one.
0: I think that's I think that's on my list. I like that too.
3: Oh, I, I wish the viewers, I wish the listeners could see how happy you were when you said that word. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it's a fun biggest, word to say. The
2: biggest smile I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's important though. Cause I mean, we do have a lot of designers listening to the show and it's, you know, I think sometimes you get tasked into different types of roles, you know, and people expect you, oh, you're creative, you can do this and you can do that. And I think sometimes just, knowing when you might be a little bit out of your league or you might need to bring in a friend or you know somebody to help you with the copywriting do you find have you do you ever get in a position where somebody has already tried to do something and then br- brings you in to correct that particular thing so you end up almost do you do you edit the work at that point in time or do you start from
0: scratch Whew. Well, I will say I've gotten pretty good at red flag detection, mm-hmm. and now I think if some if someone were to hire me and I didn't know them well, if they wanted to hire me and they said, "Well, the last copywriter really goofed everything up, and mm. she just didn't get it," and she, then I'm, you got to convince me. I I'm on the side of the copywriter. <laughs> like I, <Right? laughs> I I think what you're describing is a difficult client. So I. I might not jump right into that situation, um, and and I say this from experience. I I can think of a job I took on, I could probably count on one hand where jobs have really gone in un, in an unfortunate direction, and that was one of them. And this guy did what I just explained. You know, the last person just didn't do it, and all I want to do is that all I, all, all that needs to happen is, and I should have walked away. I should have walked away. (laughs) Um, I want to say though um, to your listenership and that the, the best way to have success with clients is to be very clear on what it is that they need and want strategy a brief, there has to be something Mm -hmm. that you're working against so that you understand, so that you have a, um, a way to judge success. It can't, you don't want to get into that, that situation where it's like, I'll know it when I see it or objective
2: success. Yeah.
0: All of that. If there's a, if there's a hardcore document, like this needs to do these three things, then there's no arguing there. It's, it's just, um, objective basically almost, so uh, that's great advice Get, get yourself yeah. 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 Is
2: when you just don't get like when the feedback isn't clear and somebody comes back to you and they're just like, I don't like this, <laughs> you know, I think just figuring out how to politely come back to people and, and ask them to elaborate because I've tried in the past to just correct it based on that feedback and it's impossible, you know?
0: Yeah.
3: So sorry, I have a, I have a quick question because I, I just love your voice just the way you write your personal, you know, promotional stuff and your website and everything else. Thanks. So when you are doing a project for someone like what's that creative process like for you? Because one of the things that I've, I've, I really enjoyed just in this episode is, you know, all of the quote unquote arrows in your quiver of words that you can use um, for a particular project. So, you know, how do you approach a, a writing project? Like, you know, what kind of questions do you ask or, or you know, can you just give us just a, a glimpse of of how you go into getting what you need to be able to start writing?
0: Well, let's think. I I do a lot of different things for a lot of different kinds of clients, um, but I would say what I just mentioned about clarity of objective and all of that. I'm really Adam. I do ask a lot of questions, like, is this what you're looking for and how are you going to use this? And I will record maybe a zoom conversation. So I'm really clear on what we're trying to do and what does it look like?
3: I don't well, know. Let me, let me ask you one but, quick question yeah. to go with that too. Like, you know, we do a lot of brand work. And so one of the things that we do is we work on like a brand voice and personality right. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Does, is that helpful to you? Do you, do you like sure. documents like that?
0: Oh please, yeah. The more the more you can tell me. Uh, I I mentioned earlier that my memes or whatever that I do for social media are ten eighty by ten eighty square pixels, you know, and that those constraints are what I have to work within. I love constraints. Give me constraints. Tell me that the tone has to be formal or, or the tone, um, needs to be written in haiku or uh, that's not tone, but you know, <laughs> like, tell me, tell me the facts. The more constrained I am, the more creative I can be. That's the, the weird paradox. I'm sure. Oh, you I might. love that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a t-shirt. So, <laughs>
2: I know. I was just thinking, <laughs> um, writing it down. Sorry. <laughs>
3: No, I, I appreciate that because, you know, one of the things is I think what you do is a craft and I think we've all, you know, write or have worked with writers before and, and it's just, it's such a wonderful experience to work with someone that is so great at it. And so, and that's one of the things I've always wondered is as we spend all this time with the client, giving them a personality, and then sometimes it goes to their committee or their marketing department and just dies. Right. And so I'm just like, I think it's, can be super helpful and it's good to hear that that's a tool that you would you would love to have as a constraint.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, I, mean, I will also say things like, "Well, that's how we've always done it," or no. you know, being um, unwilling to consider interesting strategies and tactics, and you know, things like that. That's a bummer. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't care for that, but. Um, boy, I love it when, I love, I love the constraint of space, right? You know, there's, there's a billboard. People are going to be driving by it at 70 miles an hour. I know that there better not be more than 10 letters, right? It's, I love that. Um, you're not going to use Rapscallion, unfortunately, in that circumstance. It's the um, only thing you're going to use. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's
2: like, <"What's> this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sarah, you've been the most amazing guest. It's so fun. Um, I mean, for me, just having another writer on the show and somebody that I admire and, and look up to in that regard. But I mean, it, you're like, she's like everything, you guys. <laughs> it's like, honestly, go follow her on Twitter and LinkedIn. She's just so much fun and um, such a treat. And you're definitely going to learn something every day in a really humorous and fun way. So thank you so much for being here with us,
0: Sarah. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. It was nice to be with all of you. I appreciate your inviting me.
2: It's like the yeah, un-shit was really It's it like very, <laughs> very famous. I love it. Learning shit show. You come back and visit us, okay?
0: I'd be happy to. Thank you. Awesome. Actually, Perfect. I think we should have you
3: back and we'll play a word game. <gasps> I'm- That'd be yeah. awesome.
2: I
0: just yeah. got chills. <laughs>